0: This is LAC Online Church in Perry, Ohio. We exist to love God and love people. For more information about our church or ministry activities please visit lakeerichurch.com. Now here's today's message. I want to begin this morning with three questions. I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 4. You'll hold it there. We'll we'll come to that in a few moments but But I want you to prepare to read along with me in Acts chapter 4, beginning with verse 23. I want to begin with three questions this morning. Here's question number one. How do you feel about the way that you pray? How do you feel about the way that you pray? When you think about the way that you pray, how do you feel about it? Question number two. How do you think God feels about the way that you pray? Question number three, as you look forward to the next year, how could you improve the way that you you pray? Shelly and I first came to Lake Erie. If you were here, remember that May Sunday, we talked about our desire to make Lake Erie a house of prayer. It's hardly a week that goes by that Billy Walter doesn't text me and quote to me a statement that we made many months ago that prayer fuels the momentum of our church. And I believe that, that as we pray, so goes the church. If we're a praying church, if we're actively praying in our personal lives and in our corporate lives then we see God move. We see lives changed and we are personally energized by the Holy Spirit for the work that God has given each and every one of us to do. But if I'm honest this morning and I want to be honest and very transparent with you, I find at times that prayer is a very interesting component of our faith journey. Anybody feel that way? That, that prayer is just one of those things it's it's a unique part of the relationship uh, that we have with God. In fact, I I often feel like I'm never doing enough in that area of my life. I'm always analyzing and probably overthinking. In fact, I had one of those experiences this week. You know, I, I know that the prayers that touch the heart of God are the prayers that are simple, the prayers that are, are authentic, and the prayers that are heartfelt. But you know what I learned about myself, what I've learned at times is that I tend to use prayer as a comfort for my soul and not necessarily as a weapon of spiritual warfare. Now, don't misunderstand. I think prayer can be both. I think that prayer can be comforting to your soul. But I think that God wants you and I to understand that prayer in your life and my life was never designed to be safe. Prayer was never designed to be something that was safe. I've been thinking about the kind of prayers that I've prayed in recent days. Now, don't fall out. Don't write me no letters. Don't get upset. Do you think God ever gets bored listening to us pray? Like you're sitting there and you're going, Oh God, in the name of Jesus, bless this cheeseburger. Lord, keep us safe while we travel. Think God ever goes just eat the cheeseburger. Put your seatbelt on, drive the speed limit, you're going to be fine. But we want to play it safe. We we want to pray in a way that gives us a measure of comfort. God is calling us to pray in a much deeper way. I've been been thinking about this this week a lot and I'm going to talk the next several weeks, not next Sunday. Next Sunday will be more of a festive Christmas kind of thing but as we go forward and we transition in January and make the physical move over to Hubbard Road I want us to be thinking about the way that we pray the kind of church that God wants us to be as we pray and I was thinking about the kind of prayers that we see in the Bible in second Kings chapter 17 Elijah prayed a 63 word prayer and fire literally fell from heaven I mean, have you ever prayed and fire came out of heaven? I've never done that. In in Daniel chapter 6, Daniel prays a prayer that shuts the mouth of a lion. The Bible tells us that in in Judges chapter 16, Samson prayed a prayer for strength and was able to pull the walls down of a building and 3,000 people were killed. Here's another one, Isaiah 38. King Hezekiah was told that he was going to die. He turned his face toward the wall and told God, I'm not having this, and he begged God for 15 more years and before the prophet could leave the courtyard, the Bible said the Lord told the prophet, go back in there and tell him I've heard his prayer and I'm adding 15 more years to his life. See, those are dangerous prayers. And when you hear that, as I made that list up this week, I'm looking at that list and I'm thinking, well, I'm a pretty ineffective prayer person. My prayers are not all that effective. And then I remembered what James said in James chapter 5. Look at this on the screen. Confess your sins to one another. Pray for each other so that God will heal you. And when a believing person prays, great things happen. When a believing person prays, great things happen. Doesn't say you have to be a prophet. Doesn't say you have to be saved a lifetime. Didn't say you had to speak in tongues. It just simply said that a believing person prays, great things happen. You know, I remember when I was a boy, people in our neighborhood used to come to my dad and they'd say, Preacher, I don't go to your church but my mama's sick and I want somebody to pray for and I believe this church can get a prayer through. So I'm asking this church to pray for my mama or whatever it was. And it always intrigued me that the confidence of even the unbeliever was that the church could pray and good things would happen. That's the kind of church I want, don't you? I want the reputation to be, hey, if you've got a need and you, you don't know how to pray, just get a hold of somebody at Lake Erie Church. Just get a hold of somebody there because they know how to pray. And when they pray, have, have there ever been anybody in your life when you've looked at it and said, you know, if anybody can get a prayer through? You ever been people in my life like that when I've said, if anybody can get a prayer through, I believe that man, that woman can get a prayer through. And that's the kind of praying that I think God wants us to pray. In fact, I've been asking myself this question all week. When was the last time that I prayed a dangerous prayer? When was the last time I prayed a dangerous prayer? Well, in order to answer that question, maybe we need to answer this question. What in fact is a dangerous prayer? Look at the screen. Here's a definition for a dangerous prayer. A dangerous prayer is a prayer of death to ourselves. A surrender of all that we have planned. And a sincere and authentic desire for God's will to be done in the matter. That that a dangerous prayer is simply getting ourselves out of the way. And allowing God to do what He plans to do, wants to do. And there being in our spirit this sincere and authentic desire for God's will to be done. Because in reality, that's the prayer Jesus prayed in the garden, wasn't it? Nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. See that's a dangerous prayer and and I'm going to ask you in a few moments but but I'm I'm going to tell you that in my own preparation I've been saying what is the most dangerous prayer that I can pray right now? What is the most dangerous prayer that I can pray for our church? What is the most dangerous prayer I can pray for my family, for my life, for my future? Maybe it's this prayer here not my will thy will be done in two weeks we're going to talk about what can we actually ask God for what can we actually ask God for what 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 are we allowed to ask God for the Bible said that if we tell if we love the Lord that he will give us the desire of our heart what does that mean What are you actually permitted to ask God for when you pray? Because I think we struggle there. I I think just as one example, and I don't want to give it all away, but just as one example, sometimes we wonder, am I even allowed to ask God that? Because there are starving people in the world. You know that, right? And I'm asking God for a raise. Am I allowed to ask God for a raise when there's starving people in the world? But, but, but I think God wants us to understand that as, as believers, we need to focus our praying in a way that causes us to be a weapon against the attempt of the enemy and how he fights against us. So I want to read you a dangerous prayer. Now, this is where I want you to open your Bibles, to so the book of Acts chapter 4, beginning with Verse 23. Acts chapter four, verse 23. Let me give you the context to tell you that the apostles after Pentecost have been preaching and people have been coming to the Lord in significant numbers. And the religious leaders of the day have become very nervous about these people and their preaching. And so after Peter has preached, and a crowd is gathered. The Bible said they laid hold of them, brought them before the council and said to them, the last time we talked to you, we told you that you were not to preach the name of Jesus anymore. And yet you have continued to fill the city with this preaching and you're making us responsible for the death of Jesus. And so they were going to do harm to them And a wise man on the council said, don't do that. You could in fact be fighting against God. If God is with these men and you try to do harm to them, then you're fighting against God. Let it go, let's see where it takes us. And they agreed to do that and they flogged them, beat them and threatened them and sent them on their way. Pick it up in verse 23. As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. Here's their prayer. O Sovereign Lord, Creator of heaven and earth, see and everything in them. You spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, now they're about to quote Psalms 1 1 and 2. Why are the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord and against His Messiah. And then they pick it up again. In fact this has happened here in this very city. For Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles, the people of Israel were all united against Jesus your holy servant whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us your servant's great boldness in preaching your word. Let's read that again. And now, Lord, hear their threats and give us your servant's Great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Verse 31 sums it up. After this prayer, after this prayer, the meeting place shook. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they preached the Word of God with boldness. That my brothers and sisters is a dangerous prayer. You see what it does is it positions them in the place where God's will and God's purpose is the most important thing and the request that God would fill them with power and boldness to do the things that God has asked them to do with their life and the surrender of themselves. Go back to what I said. That a dangerous prayer is a prayer of death to ourselves and a sincere desire that God's will is going to be done in the matter. So here's what I'm asking. Starting today, starting today, the 12th day of December, let's start praying more dangerous prayers. Let's start praying more dangerous prayers that position us in the place of surrender to God's will and God's purpose and allow the Holy Spirit to work through us Let's pray the kind of prayers that burst through the strongholds in your life. I read this week about a woman whose pastor suggested that she should start praying dangerous prayers. And she she said to the pastor, I'm afraid I can't do that because I have small children and I don't know whether or not I can trust God enough to pray a dangerous prayer. See, that's not that's not the kind of thing we're saying here because we're all gonna have our fears we need to pray the kind of prayers that penetrate the fears and the darkness that we are living in so that we can understand that prayer becomes a weapon in our relationship with God and to the world so for the next couple of weeks I'm I want us to consider how we pray I want us to Talk about what we're praying for, what we're asking God to do in our lives, our family, our churches, and our community, and in the world. Because if the world has ever needed a praying church, the world needs a church that knows how to pray. God is calling on you and I to pray. Two years ago, we started out talking about this idea that we would all commit that we would pray five minutes every day. And many of you are still doing that. I hope that you are, if you have not, recommit to that. But let's become a church that prays. Let's be men and women who pray. Let's revitalize our prayer life. Let's stir up the gift of prayer in our church. Let's meet early to pray. Let's stay late to pray. Let's engage in prayer. Let's talk about prayer. Let's get involved in what God is doing and pray in a way that stirs the heavens for the kingdom of God. The old timers would say, let's ring the prayer bells of heaven. Let's get involved in praying in a way that we actually become a threat to the devil in this community. I feel the Holy Ghost of God. We can pray the kind of prayers that we can make the devil nervous in Lake County. We can pray the kind of prayers that we make the devil nervous in your household because there is a God who responds when we pray and we believe in his power to accomplish great things. I want the kind of prayers that break strongholds over our lives and our families. Do you know God wants to break the strongholds that the enemy has erected around your life? I wanna pray the kind of prayers that crush fear and anxieties that we're dealing with. We have people in our church, we have people in our families who struggle with fears and anxieties. And as I've thought about this this week, I'm saying, God, help us to be a church that can pray beyond our fears, pray beyond our anxieties, and sense the peace of God that there is a God who has everything under control. Though the mountains be moved and the rivers, there is a river, there is a God who takes care of us. My heavenly Father, I wanna pray the kind of prayers that empower us over our many temptations. You say to me, Pastor, I have been so tempted. Well, you know the answer to that? Pray. Pray. If you're being tempted, pray. Jesus said that, pray that you not enter into temptation. Pray. And we pray the Lord's prayer that the Lord will not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The kind of prayers that empower us over our many temptations. The kind of prayer that calms the rage and the anger that's in this world. I don't know if you think about it. I I do from time to time. Why is everybody so angry? Why is this world so full of rage and anger? It's it's gonna be petty, so forgive me. I'm not perfect, so I have my pettiness. But somebody got on our Facebook page this week and took me on because I simply said in my response about church today, if you're sick, stay at home. And I guess that must have pushed his button. Because he was so angry. And I just very politely wrote back and I said, I don't know why you're so upset about that. I just was trying to be courteous. People know to stay home. I just remind them if you're sick, stay home. But why are we so angry? Why is the world such a rage? Why is everything a battle and a war? God help us to pray in a way that brings a peace to the world. Emmanuel, God is with us. We don't have to be angry. We don't have to be mad. We can be people of peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. Because I still believe the promise. Listen to me. I still believe the promise of God. Look at the screen. If my people who were called by my name will humble themselves and if they pray and seek me and turn and stop their evil ways I will hear them from heaven I will forgive their sins and I will heal their lands my gosh I believe that promise I believe that promise. I want that for Lake Erie Church. I want that for this county. I want this for this state. I want this for this world that we would begin once again to say to God, God, we are your people. Your name is upon us. And God, we repent from our evil ways. We humble ourselves before you and we cry out to the God of heaven who promises to hear us when we pray. Heal the land. Set us free that we can become the people. I believe that promise I still believe in that promise and I want our church to be a praying church I want men and women who know how who have a passion and desire to pray you know I don't I, everybody's different my mother she got up at 6 o'clock every morning And she prayed and screamed like a banshee panther in our house every morning. Nobody slept past six o'clock because mom's in there in the other room praying and screaming out to God. I tried to do that. I tried to get up at six o'clock. I just couldn't do it. I kept falling asleep while I was praying. It's not going to work for me. I'll do my best. You call me at six o'clock. You better make sure I'm fully awake. Because I may be nodding off on the phone while you're trying to tell me. So I've had to find other ways to connect my heart in prayer. I pray in a lot of different places. I love to come in this sanctuary and pray. I love to come in here and walk and pray. I love to go stand in the kids' church and pray over the children. I love to sit in the chairs where the children sit and pray over those children. I love to pray walking in the parking lot. I love to pray in my neighborhood. I've just found the variety of places. I love to pray in my car. I pray in my car probably as much as anything because if I'm driving back and forth or doing things, I find it to be an opportune time. You know, I can listen to people on the radio rail about how bad the Cleveland Browns football team is, or I can pray. So I've decided to turn the radio off and just pray for the Cleveland Browns. Those prayers, as you know, are not very effective right now. (laughs) What would happen if every one of us would begin to pray dangerous prayers? By dangerous prayers, we're talking about the kind of prayers that separates us from our own selves and our own desires and our own needs and positions us in a place that says, I want what God wants. I want what God wants for my family, I want what God wants for my health, I want what God wants for my children, I want what God wants for my marriage, I want what God wants for my career. I want what God wants. We don't pray that very much. In fact, I've been often convicted that the Lord has kind of helped me see that many times I tell God what I want. I want you to do this. I want you to do this for me, for somebody. I want God to heal Debbie Mullins. And I know many of you do as well. And I know Debbie and Gary are watching right now. They're so very sick. Bless their hearts. I want God to heal Debbie Mullins. I want want God to perform miracles like the apostles in that prayer. I want God to show up and do miracles in our midst, signs and wonders and things that glorify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want that for our church. I want that for you. I want that for me. I want that for our community. I want us to be a church that is not afraid to use prayer as a weapon. What would happen if you prayed a circle around the situation and you believed God that that was going to take place? What if you prayed a circle around your lost husband? What if you prayed a circle around your lost kids? What if you prayed about the situation on your job or your health or whatever it was and you built a wall of faith around that and you began to see that prayer is a weapon for the believer? That God has provided the opportunity for you and I to pray. Five minutes. Can you give God five minutes tomorrow? Five minutes to pray a dangerous prayer in your life. What is the most dangerous thing that you could pray for this week? I mean, if you think about your life, you think about what's going on, you think about what, what's the most dangerous prayer that you could pray this week. Thank you for listening. Lake Erie Church is a multicultural Pentecostal church located in Perry, Ohio, about 30 minutes east of Cleveland. We would love to have you for a visit sometime. For more information or to connect with our team, please visit com.